0: Hello, and welcome to the Vine Podcast. This is Warren, and today I'm going to be joined by another special guest on the podcast. Today's guest is Santiago Casas, and Santiago was a student in my youth group several years ago at the Huntsville Church of Christ. And now Santiago is a litigation case manager at a law firm in Houston. A couple of years ago, Santiago sort of took up the hobby of travel. And since then, he has traveled extensively within the United States, visiting many national parks. And he has a goal to visit all national parks in the country. And he's also traveled internationally as well over that time. And so I wanted to talk to Santiago today because we have talked before at The Vine about how travel can can really help broaden our 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 worldview, our perspective, and as we become exposed to other cultures and other places in the world, we we tend to become more empathetic to others and more open minded. As we consider the ways that, that other people approach things differently, see things differently and and all of those things. And so I thought this conversation would would fit with with some of the conversations we've been having recently about the ways in which we need to be open to the, the stories and the perspective of others and the ways in which truth is not contained to our own experiences and, and our own perspective. And so I think travel fits into that and then Santiago's story fits into that more broadly as well as Santiago is the son of immigrants. And so we begin a, a conversation talking about travel, and and then that leads into a, a conversation about another journey that Santiago has been on, and that is the journey to citizenship. And so we discuss some of his story and, and background with his family, and then his own path to citizenship and becoming a citizen of the United States. And so I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation, uh, and I think... It's, it's one that I certainly enjoyed and enjoyed reconnecting with Santiago, hearing about his, his journey in many different ways, the ways that he has come to love travel and the ways that he has, um, has journeyed to become a citizen and, and the stories and, and um, perspective that he has on that, that I think all of which is is helpful for us and is, is good for us to hear. So. With that being said, here is the conversation between Santiago and I, and uh, I hope you'll find it encouraging and a blessing.
1: All right, welcome Santiago, how are you today? I'm doing great, thank you for having me. Good, good, thank you for doing this for us. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversations. So, uh, so Santiago, what do, what do people need to know about Santiago? If for, for a lot of our listeners probably haven't met you before, people here don't, don't know who you are. What do people need to know about Santiago?
2: All right. Well, one, my full name is Santiago Casas. Um, Grew up in a small town, East Texas. Um, Grew up in Huntsville, Texas. I now live in Houston, Texas. Um, You know, I went to Sam Houston State University, so a proud bearcat. I like to, I'm a very um, adventurous guy, so I'm always involved in something, Um, but obviously you make time for for what you want. So I guess I need to know that that i'm a fun guy and that if they ever needed need recommendations for anything or including tacos i'm a big taco guy so i'm a big foodie um traveler guy and into sports so if you can if you can bring up three things either sports food or or traveling um, i'm your guy so i I guess that's what they need to know
1: man we could just do an episode on each of those and that would be good so (laughs) where's where's the best place for tacos in houston
2: all right, well, it all depends. I mean, people always ask me that, but there's... If, if I'm
1: looking for authentic street tacos, true kind of authentic Mexican
2: style, where am I going to get some good street tacos? Okay. Well, if you're looking for the best barbaco in town, you're going to go to this place called El Jaibo. It's J-A-I-B-O. And if you want Pastor, which is probably the king of tacos and it's your more traditional, you want to go to this place called Tacos La Bala. Bala as in bullet.
1: Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll get back in touch at some point. And just do a taco episode because I think that would be good. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> but today we're gonna c- kind of talk about. You mentioned that you were adventurous, and so so I wanted to have you on to kind of talk about your experiences traveling, and and just kind of some some stuff around that. So, uh, to, to start off with, just tell us kind of your. Let's see, you're 28. I think that's what you said earlier, right? And how how many sure. national parks? I know national parks are a big kind of. Uh, uh, destinations that you like to kind of visit and travel to? How many national parks have
2: you been to? I've been to a total of uh, about 15, I would say 15 and counting, hopefully. They keep changing the number. You know, my original goal was 58, but every year, not every year, I would say every session, you know, presidential, presidential session, everyone wants to add a national park under their belt. So they keep adding. I think now the total is 61, um, but yeah, I have 15 out of 61 so far.
1: And so your goal is to, to get to all of them then? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Very cool. Okay, so uh, when when did you visit your first national park?
2: Do you remember? How old My were you? My first national park would have been 2017, I think, and it was the Rocky Mountains National Park. I clearly remember that one. So you've
1: you fit a lot into a relatively short period of time then
2: yeah 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 i mean i know people people ask me like oh have you been traveling since you were little you know with your parents or you know a lot of people that are into nature kind of think right. their parents are are into nature but no i mean i just started really recently i don't know what got like i mean if i just got the travel bug and i was like hey you know what that's my bucket list um but yeah it's just very recent so maybe three years ago yeah are there any other have you done much international travel or any other spots
1: or primarily just kind of national national parks
2: no, I've done international. I've done, you know, uh, this last year, 2019, I was blessed enough to go to Europe, my first time to Europe. Um, I went to the Texans. I mean, fortunately, it was all perfectly timed. The Texans were playing in London, and so I used that as an excuse to go see that, and then travel. I went to uh, Germany, and I went to Netherlands, and, and the UK, so that was pretty cool.
1: Very cool. Awesome. Uh, and so you said you, you don't really know kind of what inspired that for you, just kind of something you developed
2: an interest in? Yeah, I mean... Um, since, since young, you know, I was blessed enough that the church and, and, and obviously on mission trips and, and doing any, any kind of traveling with the church, I was blessed enough that either there was, uh, sponsorships or, you know, donors, I mean, anonymous donors from the church that would, that would help out kids. Um, obviously I, I wasn't in the best financial position and my parents weren't either, you know, so I was blessed enough to, to have those blessings. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think just getting out of out of homes, especially being from a small town, whether, whether it be mission trips to Mexico or mission trips to Nashville and stuff like that. I think that kind of sparked a little bit, you know, it's like, hey, there's a lot more than just, um, you know, than my hometown. Um, but it definitely obviously got a lot more interesting and a lot more bigger traveling. As I'm an adult now, obviously I have the financial and, and the own independence to make those decisions. Um, so I think, I don't know. I don't think there's an exact point. I don't think there's an exact reason as to why I started traveling. Um, uh, maybe all the reading I did as a kid, you know, I would read about all these places. Fun fun fact, my favorite book growing up, I'm such a dork. My fun uh my favorite book was an atlas. Nice. I know that's not that's that's not a common thing, but I remember I don't know if you remember in, in, in the elementary there was the scholastic uh libraries, mm-hmm. you know, that would come in, the traveling libraries that would come or book book fairs, the book fairs that would come into town and, and I remember I bought an atlas and there was it was a lot of pictures and a lot of fun facts. It wasn't, you know, very like maps and stuff like that. It was very, um, I guess, illustrated. And that was my favorite book. And even to this day, like some of the facts that I remember about countries are from that little book. I don't know where that book's at, but that was my favorite book for like a couple of years. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I'm I'm actually I'm glad you said that because Isley, our daughter, has a birthday coming up and she loves to travel Mm -hmm. and she loves to. She'll just like pick out spots on her globe and say, I want to go here. Let's look up pictures from here. And so I've been trying to think of a gift that we could get her that would kind of speak to that. And so I'm going shopping later today, and I'm going to pick up an atlas. So thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks either for that, that or tip. With the little
2: scrapbook. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure y'all, I mean, she would love to look back in time, and the little scrapbook would be cuter, you know, having yeah. little mem- Her um, journal. Her newest thing is
1: she wants to go to Russia to see the buildings in Russia.
2: Oh, like that. Yeah, so she's, those got those are big, really cool buildings. she's got big. <laughs> she's got big travel bigger. aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my first, my first dream to leave Huntsville was, hey, let me just make it to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So
1: she's shooting for the moon. She is, yeah, shooting for the moon. If you can call Russia the moon. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so how about so of the of the national parks you've been to so far? Do you have a favorite or like if I was just going to load up today and I said Santiago, where should I go if I can only go to one national park? What what would you recommend? Are the ones you've been to so far?
2: I w- I think my top two, my first first one, I would say Arches, Arches National Park. Um, I mean it's it's on the back of the license plates for Utah for a reason, you know. I know mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's a little right, yeah, little arch that's on the license plate. But I mean, I think the hike to the arch itself is it's it's amazing, and then once you get to the arch, it's just beautiful view right behind it, and and and. I would recommend that to anybody. It's it's not it's not a hard hike, you know. I'm a pretty adventurous hiker, you know. So I'll go on on like you know six seven hour hikes, um, but this one wasn't too long. It wasn't too extreme. I think anybody you know semi, um, even newbies could 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 do it with a, an awesome reward. And then the other park would probably be Olympic National Park. It's just, it's it's just got so many ecosystems. It's got your rainforest. It's got seashore. It's got um, you know trees. It's got mossy areas it's it's just got a lot of diverse ecosystems that, that I think and for sure I mean you could spend probably two weeks and not see the same spot in in in, in the Olympic other parks you know you go and you maybe two days and, and you've seen it all kind of thing but I think Olympic National Park in Washington is is probably the one, one of my favorites too that's cool
1: uh yeah we're actually we're planning a national park trip probably for next summer and I think we're going to start at Zion in Utah uh but you're saying we should we should make sure to hit arches too
2: huh yeah i mean definitely it's arches is – i i don't know the exact term i don't know if it's called the golden circle or the grand circle yeah i know what you're talking about yeah 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 but there's there's like six national parks i mean you got the grand canyon bryce zion arches uh capitol reef mm-hmm. uh, canyonlands and they're all within i right. mean you know i think if you spend a week on a road trip you could hit them all and and, that, and that's that's actually actually what i did um, but I broke it into two. You know, I wasn't gonna do. I did two weeks long, but I broke it into two, 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 two sections. But yeah, definitely Bryce and Sign are on the top of the list. Yeah, for sure. That's cool.
1: That's good. Uh, now I know. You know, a lot of times when you when you travel and kind of look back on traveling, it's funny that I think people a lot of times kind of re- remember the kind of disastrous trips. Like, man, we did this trip and everything went wrong. You were probably you were part of probably the two uh, most adventurous. Mission trips that I did as a youth minister. <laughs> um, first one we did in Nashville had all this kind of uh, just drama and issues, including the time yeah. some kids stole the church van and drove it around <laughs> I the parking lot. Who line. those kids are, I don't know. Um,
2: if you find them, you, if you find them, you let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was Santiago. Uh, he did not leave the parking lot though, so that was uh, <laughs> that was that was good. Uh, the next year was when we got our tires slashed and Boy Scouts stole all their stuff and something else happened i was trying to remember last night but i can't remember weren't you on that trip where where the boy scouts stole all our stuff in san antonio
2: anyway i i, I remember the tire I remember yeah the somebody tire slashed our all... tires
1: in a taco cabana parking lot
2: yeah i I remember that i don't remember the stealing stuff the boy scout stuff was,
1: yeah well anyways we'll catch up on that later <laughs> but do you, do you have any trips where it was just like everything went wrong and you got any
2: crazy stories from traveling like that yeah, so in in one of my, yeah, you're right, you, you do remember all the other the negative stuff, but it's funny cuz I remember all the negative stuff cuz the the end result was amazing, you know? I mean, it was, it right. was uh, so you're you're right. You do remember the bad stuff and this and it's not and it's more memorable cuz you, you got to the end and like I say the summit or whatever. But uh I went to Canyonlands, Canyonland National Park. That was in in Utah. Um it was hot. I mean, it was I went in the summer. It was probably not a good choice. <laughs> The, the, the park ranger told me, hey, make sure you take over a gallon of water. I think I took maybe like two little water bottles. Like I was like, this should be fine. Um, he said it was going to take about four hours. I was like, okay, okay, that's not that's not bad. Um, so where I was going hiking to is where the two rivers meet. I think it's the Colorado River and some other river in, 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 in Utah. So it's called the Confluence Points. And you can clearly see where two rivers meet. They're two different colors. They meet. And you see like a straight line, like just between both rivers, like where they're colliding. And so that was my end result. Okay, well, I, I mean, I, maybe I, pro- I probably ruined the story because now you know the end result. But <laughs> getting getting to, getting to the confluence, I got lost for at least two hours. Oh, wow. So when you're hiking, I don't know if you've done much hiking. When you go into like um, some more primitive, uh, you know, not so treaded hikes yeah not marked after well. hiking. yeah yeah. there's not march you know people leave little little stack stones mm-hmm. and so you're supposed you know obviously people leave stacked stones for the for the instagram or for pictures and stuff like that but they're actually supposed to be uh hiking yeah there's uh, a purpose markers. to those yeah 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 so, so so what happened is all these people i got to this this part where there was just a bunch of them everywhere mm. and i had no clue so I, I just said oh this looks good and so i went that way I should have known once I had to, like, rock climb through a section. I should have known to my head, like, hey, this is probably not the right thing. Um, I had to rock climb. I had to go through, like, little uh, cave thing. And then, yeah, for sure for two hours, I had no clue where I was going. I was just going. And then I never used my cell phone. Obviously, there's no signal out there. But for some reason, I was like, hey, I need to pull out, you know, my phone or something. I took it out. I have this app that's called All Trails um which you should download by the way it's really good not promoting it it's just a really good app um it actually got signal and it showed me the gps of where i was and yeah i was off maybe by a mile off the trail and so i got back to it but i mean by then i was i mean two hours out of course it's you know you're pretty hot right um and and i was being smart I, i could have drank both water you know both water bottles but i was like i have a long journey ahead um but, yeah it was it was pretty scary I told that to my mom and, and it's funny now I mean I'm mentioning it like it's nothing you know like oh I got lost for two hours but in the moment it, I mean it, and I'm and by myself you know maybe if I had been with you know a buddy or with another person you know you can you can you know but yeah so man I think it, it if, kinda, you couldn't, yeah. if you couldn't get signal out there that would have been pretty scary then yeah yeah definitely definitely I mean it would have taken me probably another hour to figure it out and I mean all that would have happened I would have re- retraced my steps for mm-hmm. sure um but even then i I don't think I would have if I hadn't fixed my course, I would have not made it to the confluence. I would have not kept on going. You know, if I would have gone back, I think deep down I'd have been like, no, because like I said, the the round trip should have been four or five hours. Mm-hmm. So if I would have had to retrace my steps, and I, I mean, when I travel, I have an itinerary, so I had to stay on schedule. You know, so if I would have gone back, I'd have been like, no, no, I gotta, I gotta move on to my next spot, and it would have stunk for me, you know, for for me to not see the confluence, which which was really cool at the end.
1: Yeah, man, that 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 story'll preach. You got you got different people uh, setting up. You gotta pay
2: attention to what. What stacked rocks you're following? That'll preach. Yeah, yeah. And def, I mean, I mean, and, and it was so so secluded. I mean, I think I in the four. Five, I mean, it was longer five six hours that I was out there. I literally passed only two people up. Oh wow! And they were on their way back. They were on yeah. their way back because they're like, oh yeah, it's only getting hotter. Like so, they started out like at you know six seven in the morning. I didn't start out till like nine. And so, yeah, so definitely, I mean, if I was, yeah, when I got to the confluence point, there was no one there. So, and then when I came back, I didn't pass anybody up. So I literally was <laughs> the only one out there for hours. So oh man. Not good.
1: And I like that idea too of you've got to, you, you know, you, you got to correct your course. And then once you correct your course, you can, you can still summit, you made it to the spot. Yeah. And, and like you said, it probably made that moment pretty meaningful and, and impactful yeah. and, and, um, something very memorable. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah okay so i want to think some about just kind of what you what you gain from traveling and, and specifically for you kind of what are some of the benefits for for you and because it's something that we've talked about at our, at our church before is just the value of of hearing from other people's perspective uh, gaining insight from other people's stories and and perspective and way of life even and something we've talked about recently even in in our last uh, one of our recent podcast episodes, we even talked about the idea of just truth in general, and how sometimes you know we, we we define truth from our own perspective and what we are able to observe and experience. and 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 that can give us an incomplete uh, and sometimes kind of even you know flawed version of truth and and it's good to get input from others and and, and to to have perspective of of other people. And and you know I think travel is is a big way that we we do that and so that's something that we've talked about here but I'm but I'm curious just for for you personally uh, what do you gain from traveling what do you, what do you feel like is is kind of the benefit for you as as you've traveled and experienced some of these different things.
2: Um, one of the big big benefits is is just getting out of the norm you know getting out of the routine. Um, fortunately, I have a I have a job that. You know, i wake up and, and, you know, I'll be honest, not every day I wake up. I'm like, yes, you know, I'm, I love going to work. and I'm going to go to work. But at least I know that I've never woken up and saying, man, I got to go to work. You know, I've never dreaded going to work. Um, so I'm fortunate in, in that aspect. But still, you know, you get in a routine and you go to work, you know, and I have a puppy, a dog. So, you know, I go to work, walk my dog, feed my dog, work out, you know, do it again. And, and and I'm blessed. I mean, I I like that, and, and I never hate it. I never you know feel 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 draggy or nothing. But every once in a while, you just gotta get out of the norm, you know. And, and I think that's what, one that's one of the main things that travel does for me. Um, and two, it's just it makes you appreciate so much, you know. Um, like I said, I grew up very humble, and and these opportunities were only. I mean, like I said, I had the atlas, and I would mark, um, places that I could dream of, you know. And little by little, I've been. Going to spots that that, that that I've seen on, you know, it's it's I mean, now there's social media and there's Instagram and people share, you know, this these, these these cool places and stuff like that and and now when you see that or or, or do the, the 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 best thing I see sometimes is on your background, you know, on on your desktop. You turn on your your desktop and and there's a picture of something. You're like, I have been there. Like, I think that picture is the exact same picture I have on my phone. <laughs> you know, so it's like, did they take that from me? Yeah. So I think it's just 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 that um experience and then. A lot more, too, is, is, is I wish I could tell you that every, every trip is, you know, 100% self-reflecting and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is the trip that's going to, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to find myself and I'm going to, you know, rediscover myself. And, and, yeah, sure, I've had those, you know, and, and sometimes when I'm like, like this last one, uh, I'll be honest, I summited the, the mountain, which is the tallest peak in Texas and Guadalupe Mountains. And I just sat there, you know, I mean, I just I just sat there and enjoyed the view. Um I, I wish I could tell you I sat there and contemplated life and you know and and tried to you know, try to do philosophy and, and and encounter life. But sometimes it's just about enjoying the view and, and, and knowing you know the beauty that God created. There are some trips that I connect more with God, you know. It's 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 you try to be thankful for the opportunity to be traveling, you know, and and and, and especially when I'm hiking, I have the physical ability to be hiking. Um but I think And you're right. I think the benefits of traveling, especially when once again, going back to what you read and what you see on the media, when you see on social media, it's either it's either to confirm all the the stuff, you know, and you've heard of that place or to, you know, be like, dude, that's a totally different, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, perspective that I've had. just kind of like example when, when, you know, everyone says, hey, you know, New York is a fast pace and people are a little bit more rude to you. They don't have the southern touch that we have down here in Texas or in the south. And you go, then you're like, okay, you know, it, might, it is kind of true, you know, maybe that they do, you know, they work at a fast pace as as to down here we 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 move things slower. Or, in I mean, I remember I had a big, uh, not stereotype, but I guess a uh, a preconceived idea, like when I went to Germany, that everyone was going to be very stern, and you know, and I took German for six years, so the the, the communication what barrier wasn't completely there, but no nah, man, there were some of the nicest people I have ever met um you know it's 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 and it's funny because Bavaria is a very I went to to Munich Bavaria is a very um proud state I mean when you think of Germany everything like sausages and know, breakfast pretzels beer like all that stuff comes from from Bavaria and when you ask them hey where are you from they don't say Germany they say Bavaria just like here we, <laughs> we say hey where you're from you know when I travel I don't say I'm from I mean I say American, obviously, but I say Texas, Texas. assuming that they that they think they know they know they know that Texas is in, is in USA, you know, but right. um, so it's just you learn a lot of that. And, and once again, it goes back to being blessed. Um, like I said, once where I come from and where how I grew up, I knew that some of these things are just, you know, dreams and, and whatnot. But it's just a perspective that the world is much, 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 much bigger than, than we know, you know. But at the same time, there's a twist to it. Like, it's such a small world, too, you know, I've, I've traveled to places that I've met a friend that I haven't seen in six years, like in the airport, you're like, mm-hmm. what, like, what are you doing here? You know, so yes, the world is, is massive, and there's so much to explore. Um, And, and uh, I, I think I'm only going to get a glimpse of it, you know, in my lifetime with all the even with all the traveling that I do. Um, But it's still, there's many differences. But yet, yeah, there's still so so many similarities, you know, I mean, a good morning and a thank you goes, you know, a long way here, it goes a long way, you know, across the world when when someone tells you good morning and thank you. So I think um, you just learn. I think I have learned the most that, yeah, this world is, is so big and there's so much to discover. But at the same time, we're all similar and and that we're all blessed to be on it and that, that God is just an amazing artist in, in terms of not only scenery and, and nature, but in people too, you know I mean? People are, are beautiful in their soul. And and, and I, I think some of the best experiences I've had um, are meeting strangers and, and them just making you feel at home, you know, welcoming you. Yeah. Like example in Can in Canada, I I picked I actually picked up a hitchhiker in Canada. <laughs> I was doing a solo road trip in in Canada, and it was getting cold and it was getting late. And I knew I wasn't too far from the town. It was still maybe another twenty miles. And I saw this this hiker, and uh, at first I thought it was a guy, to be honest. And then I pulled up, and it was uh, it was a uh, a young girl. She was I think it was her name is Rafaela. She was twenty two and she was i said hey and and she knew english so that was good so i said hey do you need a ride um and we did and then she actually joined me for the remaining of my trip i was uh, i did three more days and we you know I, I got to know her she's from germany her and her boyfriend like live in, in Strat- uh, i think in stuttgart and all this stuff and she was just the nicest person you know i mean and she made that trip that much memorable um but yeah i mean she wasn't any different than me she you know she she went to she went to school she was studying she she had friends, she had a family. So we're all different, but at the same time, we're all we're all the same.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's good. And I think, you know, like, like you said, I think, I think people do, or, or we do sometimes, like we want those aha moments, right? Like we're on the top of the mountain and feel like, yeah, life's forever going to be different. God's just going to, like his voice is going to be booming now. And, but I, I think one of the benefits of, of things like that is the kind of the, the cumulative effect of it over time, right? That, that, that transformation isn't always just like an you know, instant thing that it happens over time. And I think that's the benefit of, you know, not necessarily that I have to go to a national park, you know, every month or anything, but, but that if I am breaking that routine, like you talked about and spending personal time and, and, and sometimes that, that that it does help to do some of those kind of bigger things like you're talking about. But, but I know for me, I, I have certainly been, I've had some of my more memorable experiences with, with God and prayer on, on trails. And that helps, build build up that just kind of the, again the cumulative effect and it I think makes it easier to then kind of engage some of those those same things just kind of in the course of regular life um and so I, one of the things I kind of heard you say and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth but it, it it almost sounds like you're saying that for for you travel has kind of helped instill within you this kind of sense of gratitude
2: do, do you agree yes, with that sure. is that true That's very true. That's very true. Um, Like I said, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, coming from a small town, you know, I I know people personally to this day that, that I grew up with um, that, I mean, I lived in Trinity, obviously, even the smaller town than Huntsville. And, 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 you know, I commuted, I still know people that haven't left, you know, probably the furthest they've gone is Huntsville, you know, which is maybe 20, 30 miles away. So, so one, I mean, you just got to be thankful, you know, that, that um you are getting to experience this and and that god i not i mean it, it's a lot of a community uh stuff to add up you know i mean you got the financial resources not only do you have the, re- the resources you have the time mm-hmm. not only do you have the time you know you have the physical ability to do these things you know so it's it's multiple things that you're being blessed with you know you're not just being blessed with, with traveling you know it's a, i think it's a lot more than that um and you're right i mean i think when i travel if, if it's a trail or if it's just a a, a tour on my own, you know, I think and, and I, I, you're right I mean, I, I don't think I always have those aha moments but I do, now that I think about it, a lot of the times that I'm hiking or doing whatever, it's a lot of gratitude, it's just mm-hmm. having conversations with God, you know, it might not be in prayer format whatever the case may be, you know, it's just sometimes like I've, I, I, I'm I, a very I talk out loud a, a lot, mm-hmm. and so when I'm hiking, like I literally would just be talking out loud like, hey God, what's up, you know, like this and that, and like having conversations with God Instead of, you know, sometimes, you know, obviously you do have prayer and you focus on what you're asking for and, and for other people and whatnot. But I think sometimes it's just when I'm traveling, it's just thank you. Like, you know, hey, God, thank you for getting me away from being lost, from lost two hours ago, you know, and now right. I find the trail. Like, it's just it, it is constant gratitude. And, then, and I try to uh, post that a lot, you know, constantly, you know, like and especially um, – Yeah, just like I said, just just giving thanks of of, of everything that I'm able to do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: and like you said, I mean, that's just – it's easier to do that in some cases, or it feels more natural, I think, to do that out on a trail than in the middle of Houston, right? (laughs) Definitely,
2: definitely, definitely. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Now, I know you've you've traveled some like with groups or with family, right, and then done done Mm -hmm. some kind of solo by yourself, right? And so I would think that those have to be very different experiences, that you're going to maybe even get something different out of both of those what do you see as kind of what would be some of the benefits and kind of differences that, that you get out of traveling with a group or or traveling by yourself
2: um traveling on your own i i prefer it to be honest yeah uh solo traveling um i'm a big itinerary guy and 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 not I know when people say the word itinerary, you oh, think, "Oh, planners, you're a micromanager. You're, yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, you're a micromanager, and oh, you're the dad. You know, you got to be this and that. It's like it's not it's, it's not because of that. It's just I'm trying to maximize my traveling. I'm a big week. I'm a big weekend traveler. I'm a big four day traveler. So, um, a- and the benefits of being solo is you're on your time. You have no one can complain. If you mess up or you get lost, it's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if I got lost with, for two hours with someone else. You know, like right. how frustrated would you have been if you said, "Hey, you know, Santiago's a big hiker. He knows what he's doing. Let me join him." And then yeah. I I lose you for two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, how 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 bummed would you be? Um, yeah, you've got to manage yeah, expectations sure. of others. Yeah. Yeah. So so one one it's just it's a pro and con. One when you experience it, only you experience it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know that I got, like as I'm saying, I explain it and it doesn't sound that bad that I got lost for two hours. You're like, okay, he just got lost and he found it. I mean, he's okay. You know, did you die? No, you didn't. <laughs> but I'm the only one that experienced that, you know, right. like I can, I, can, I can sit here and, and, and explain to you with as much as, as, as many words as I can. But no one else in the world experienced what I saw, you know, or, or what I did. Um, and I think that's one of the benefits. Now, a con is that no one else experienced that with me neither, <laughs> you know right so i've i've been to things that i've been to 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 like like for example for canada it's like i was gonna go on my own and i was enjoying it but now looking back it's like i'm so i'm ga- so glad i picked up you know rafaela on the, on the hitchhike and it just it gave it a different twist you know i mean would i have gone the same experience would i have gone the same you know scenery and stuff i, I don't know right you know I, I would hope so i think so because i still kept with my itinerary and and we did the same things but i think the benefit of 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 being with someone else is just they share, now they share that experience with you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So the stories, you can always, and people can fact check it, you know, because people always tell stories and, and, and oh, I did this. And it's like, no, you didn't. Like, that's, not what, that's not what happened at all, you know? <laughs> so benefits, I guess, would just be someone else to, 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 to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's awesome. And, and you can always get to know someone, I mean, at a, at a different level, because you have time. That's all you have on you know, when you're road trips, or you're traveling. Where do you have a lot of time? And so I, I know so I know I've taken a road trip with my father, multiple national parks, um, and that's been one of the best experiences of my life. You know, I got to, I had plenty of time on the road. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's not like you have a 20 questions game and, hey, I'm going to try to figure out who my father is and, and ask questions. You know, sometimes it's just the flow of conversation, you know, and right. you end up talking about things you're like, I had no clue that happened, Dad, or, you know, this and that. Um, so it doesn't always have to be deep conversations, you know. Some obviously that, that that is a big plus and that's a benefit, but sometimes it's just funny stories, you know, that you had forgotten about or, or memories that, <clears throat> that that you couldn't remember and now now you did. So pros and cons. Um, solo traveling, you're on your own schedule, you get to do what you want, no one else to complain, you eat what you want. Um, traveling with people, it's fun, you know, because you can make memories and and, and, and share them together. Um, but also cons. You got to keep up with them, you know. Like, hey, I want pizza. Oh no, I want burgers. So, like, well, no, I want pizza. Like, this is my trip. Like, I planned it. Like, right. You're just here joining me, you know. <laughs> but so, so it's, it's it's got the pros and cons, you know, for everything.
1: Yeah, that's good. So, is that is, was she the only hitchhiker you've picked up in your travels? That's my only
2: hitchhiker. Have you ever hitchhiked? I I haven't. I've I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to, but I haven't. I haven't had. Nah, I don't know if I'm that brave yet. Uh, I'm not. Besides, it's, besides, it's Canada. I mean, Canada's one of the <laughs> I think the nicest country. Maybe you in the would world. hitchhike in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I think I would <laughs> hitchhike in, in Canada, but there's a lot of bears, so I don't know. I'd be scared. There
1: you go. <laughs> uh, I, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit, but but I think this is connected to to some of the stuff you've been talking about, even with kind of some of your your past and and story and journey and all that. And so I'm gonna read actually. So I did a little. I did a little uh, background research. Um this is a I want to read for everybody a post that you'd posted to Facebook on July fourth and then kind of ask you to kind of comment on some of this so you'd say growing up, I remember multiple times having to sleep outside on the bed of our truck because it was just so hot inside, and we had no a c and we had to wake up early when the dew would hit. Fast forward to the present, and you'll find me traveling enjoying this beautiful country and our amazing state. I'm still sleeping in the back of my jeep, but this time because of my own leisure, and I, I'm also waking up early, but to see sunrises. Um, and, and that to say, I say, cheers, here's to you, USA, and here's to my parents, who gave me the resources and foundation to chase my American dream. Proud to be the son of immigrants. Uh, and so I'm wondering if you can just kind of talk some about that for a minute. And um, so when did, you, when did you officially become a citizen? I think
2: it was 2017 when all the traveling started, man. All it was the traveling started, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was, um, it might've been, no, you're right. It was, Wait, no, it was 2017. It was February. Favor- no, no, it was 2016. Cause I, re- I remember it was the inauguration for the president. I remember the exact day that I became a citizen was the inauguration for for, for the president. I remember that. Okay, so about so it would have been, oh, been 2016. It right. should have been 2016, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, February 13th, 12th. One of those that would have been of 2017. The oh yes, yeah, because so yeah, yeah, you're right, because the elections were 2016. Yeah, so you're right, and so yeah, so it, it was 2017 then. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if 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 you can kind of talk for a little bit just about your journey towards becoming a citizen and what that involved for you, and uh, that's a different kind of journey, but I think it's connected to some of what you've been talking about and what you've been able to experience with with traveling.
2: Yeah, so my um, I'm son of immigrants to to Mexican um, parents. Uh, my father got amnesty back in the Reagan years, in the 80s, uh, you know, a, a migrant worker. And then how the immigration process works, you know, um, he eventually, so he he became a permanent resident, aka your green card, um, and then he requested for us. So I know that sounds weird, you request for, for for someone, but at that time, we lived on the border. At that time, there was a law where if you lived on the Mexican side, you can work on the American side. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much you couldn't you you weren't supposed to reside, you know, you were just supposed to work and go back to, to Mexico and work. So that's that's kind of what we did for a little bit. And then my father requested us and then my mother became permanent resident. And then um she request you know, then they requested us as as the children and then we eventually became permanent resident. Um I had been in permanent resident for a while, um, through middle school and high school and I should have become, I mean, I, I could have. Bec- uh, I, I should have become a citizen right when I turned 18, um, but, you know, life happened, and I went to college and stuff like that, and, and and it's funny, I guess I got more and more into, hey, this is my responsibility to become a citizen once I got into politics, you know, my, my degree is in political science and economics, um, so I said, hey, you know what, like, it's kind of hypocritical if I'm over here, you know, promoting politics and go out and vote and do this, if I myself if, if, am, am not a, a citizen, you um, but, but it costs money, you know, it's, it's not for all. So all, all this process, I mean, has been since I was little, you know, I didn't become a citizen until what, that's 17. I was what, 25, you know? So it's not a day and night. I mean, I wish I could tell you, you know, when people say, you know, do the right way or whatnot, it's, I wish I could, I wouldn't, I mean, I wish I could, you know, go the DMV, you know, pay for something mm-hmm. and fill out an application there. I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen. It's not that easy. It's a long process. It's a very costly process. There's, um, uh, and every year there's a new president, every year there's a new Senate or, or, or you know, House of Representatives. Laws change. So it's mm-hmm. not like, hey, I applied back in 1990. Yeah, 1994, yeah. Laws, laws can change, you know, just we see it today, you know, uh, laws change. Um, so, you know, we would go through hoops and loops. And and finally, like I said, I became permanent resident. Uh, once you're a permanent resident, you have three years. Once Once you've completed three years of being a permanent resident, actually it's five, my bad, it's five, then you can apply for citizenship. Um, so like I said, I, I was a, eligible for citizenship back in, you know, when I turned 18, um, didn't have the money to apply for it. But then finally I, I graduated from college and, um, worked a little bit in the legal field. And then finally said, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mine's different because everyone usually, uh, hires an attorney to help you fill out stuff. And to be honest, it's not that hard. It's it's an application. It's like 30 page long application. Um, and obviously I, I have the knowledge and resource and, and no English and whatnot. So I was able to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, many people, you know, are scared cause yeah, if you fill it out wrong or like I have, I have, I have heard of stories that people that they get turned, you know, back around or whatever, cause there's a typo or, right you know, something like that, something minuscule and it's expensive, you know, it's, 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 not a cheap process. So you don't want to risk sending an application, paying all that money being rejected and then doing it again all over for the, you know, paying it again. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's how it happened. It was it's a long process, costly, and I'm blessed. Uh, I mean, I think my brother did a little bit faster than me, just because he joined the navy. So the once you're in the military, you kind of go like priority, fast in line um, mm-hmm. to to the applications. But I mean, all all my family is is, is been blessed, and and yeah, yeah. Is that what the good. question was? Right? This that was the question yeah, of the good. process, yeah. or or it, it didn't involve traveling or nothing with it, right? Not yet.
1: No, I just think. I- it seemed like well, I know that's been an, you know an, an important part of your story and I know you've been um it at least it seems like from you know I think this is one, one of the benefits of social media is that you know it you get to kind of keep up with people even if you're not you know in in conversation with them a lot and so that's where I've been able to see your traveling experiences and just, you know, been able to see how that's been important for you. But, but I think you've also been an advocate for, for paths to citizenship for, for people and, and people who have kind of been in your position. And, and so just kind of wanted to hear some of how that happened for you. Um, and I think it does speak to, I, I think you heard it, or at least I could kind of hear it in your, your reflections on traveling and how just your story and, and your history and, and the journey that, that you've been on just in your life kind of informs and impacts some of, of what you are able to do in, in traveling. Um, and so I think those stories are, are kind of, I, I see some connections there. I don't. Um...
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like I say, I don't always have those aha moments, you know, but somehow your life is always connected, you know, like, like, like you're right. I mean I'm sleeping in the back of my Jeep and it was a hundred degree weather and i was in the middle of the desert and it's yeah you're right it's ironic you know many many immigrants cross you know the desert and, and for a better life and for a better dream but here i was you know for leisure like you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's just ironic and at the same time you're like once again how blessed you are that you're getting to do this um on your own doing you know not because i had to sleep on the back of my jeep because i'm homeless or not in the back of my jeep because i couldn't find a place to stay for the night it's because i'm here and i'm blessed um so it's just you know. My, Sometimes you gotta you gotta sit there and see that your life is 180, you know, and, and 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 it's funny. I mean, sometimes I think as 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 you know, time is linear for 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 a lot of people, but sometimes I like to think about it kind of like acupuncture, you know, where if if you pokes you know a point in your body, there's another nerve in your body that's connected somehow, and it's the way I think sometimes it is with life. Like, there's moments that you know, like 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 once again, like sleeping in the back of my teeth and I'm like, dude, like. This is totally the opposite of what I was experiencing when I was little, you know. Like, um, so yeah, you're right. I, th- I think becoming a citizen is, is is a major part because I remember when we were we were tra- uh, we were little. I mean, traveling wasn't an option one because there was no resources, no 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 financial resources to to do the leisure traveling, and then two. You know how things were in the political climate. I mean, it is a little bit of fear of traveling, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. not not knowing the unknown. Like I said, we were comfortable with what we knew. We knew how the rules were, you know, what we could and couldn't do. You know, and like I said, once again, the media plays a lot of it. So you're like, I don't know if I'm traveling through Louisiana or Mississippi or, you know, Arkansas. Can't. I mean, you know, we just didn't know what was out there, the unknown, you know, Um but yeah, I, th- I think I think being become a citizen just opened up the whole I mean literally the whole world to me because now I could travel to to across countries, you know so so I guess it, it, it is a major part and, and like I said, it's, it's a, a big blessing that that yeah that, that you can experience it all, all at once.
1: Yeah. do you think there is a kind of taking your story uh, like so, so you, as you said, you came over with, with immigrants, your, your parents were I mean your parents were immigrants from from Mexico. Uh, so where were you born? Were you born? In Mexico, I was, I,
2: was, I was born in Mexico. I was born in Tamaulipas, Nuevo Laredo, right there, that across the
1: border from Laredo. Okay, so what do you think? What do you think is important, just for kind of for people to know about about just that process? And, and are there misconceptions that people have? Do you think about kind of people in in your position, who's you know, you, you it was your parents who would come over, and and so you know, you're you grew up here. But you were born in mexico uh but but like none of that was your choice you're were, you were a kid you know are, are there misconceptions that do you think that you find that people have or or just what would you want people to kind of know about you and your situation
2: yeah definitely i mean number one misconception you know like the do it the right way i'm mm-hmm. telling you if there was a, a right way an easy way it, everyone would be in line you know what i'm saying like it's 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 it's, it's, it's not a a, a question as as if it would be when you know like if someone said hey this is the process you got to do quick 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 i bet you everyone would do it um so i think that that's one 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 big misconception um it just takes a long time you know and 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 there's a bunch of loops and holes that are loopholes not loops and holes loopholes loop maybe loopholes <laughs> yeah but i mean that's yeah the misconception is that that um and that you're here just to, you know, use the benefits of, of, of America, you know. But I think a lot of people that are trying to, that do try to do it the right way, you know, are wanting to contribute. I think that's a lot a big mis, misconception that that people think. Oh, America's, you know, just, uh, you know, pouring out their blessings to other people to, to, to come take advantage of it. But I, I don't think that's always the case. You know, obviously there's there's outliers in both cases. Sure, um, I'm not gonna say that the system is perfect. Um, but I think that's a misconception too, that, that, that people are here just to take advantage of the benefits and perks of, of being an American. But I think a lot of people are just trying to make a better living. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the situation in their and in their home and their country wasn't as, as, as good or even then let's say it was going good and they just, well, I mean, this is the land of dreams. This is the land of, 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 of pursuing your dreams. So, you know, it's, it's not always necessarily, you know, things are going bad, um, but that's that's most most of the case. So That's also, like I said, one misconception is that everyone's here just to take advantage of stuff. Another one is that um, – oh, and, and to speak of that, of, of you know, not a – you can't be – obviously, you can get legal status if you're going through situations as, you know – hostile environment in your country or exile or you're you're, you're seeking asylum obviously those, those are cases but if you truly want to do it the right way quote unquote the right way say hey i'm a middle class person in, in x country i'm trying to come to america just to give a better you know for education or for whatever the purpose is i think a misconception is just the fact that the requirements are so hard mm. like you gotta you you gotta so my my mom took the citizenship test at the same time i did and and her the reason that they denied her was that her English was not perfect that was quote unquote on the application it was not perfect and you know, my mom has been here for i mean as long as I have been you know uh yeah, her English is not perfect, but she, she can communicate you know she she can understand you, she listens to movies in English, you know everything in english and i mean what, what more of a perfect person i mean she raised what's we have we, my brother's a teacher my brother's in the navy my sister's in the medical field i hopefully am in the legal field you know like like i said she's not taking benefits of the country she's she gave this country four great sons you know her four four, mm-hmm. four great siblings um kids and yet she was denied you know obviously that that killed her morale and and she hasn't applied since um but I told, I you mean, know, we encouraging her to do it again and what and whatnot. And that's the thing; she's an older lady. There's no, ben- I mean, that's the thing. What benefits is she gonna get other than let's, you know, obviously voting is a big civil right and it's a big civil duty that that someone should have. But at the end of the day, what benefits does she have? You know what I'm saying? That 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 she's abusing or that she's using none, and yet she was denied from 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 that. So it's it's really high standards. You got to show a lot of financial, uh, like. I guess dependability that, or the thing is that you don't depend on fun. Like, you you know, you have money saved up, you have assets that, you know, if, if you do go broke then you're coming to this country that you're not going to go into the, you know, into the social, um, I guess, programs and stuff like that. So the requirement, I think misconception is the requirements to become a citizen are not easy. Like people, right. think, like I said, once again, it goes to do it the right way and it's not easy. I mean, you, you know, even people that, that come here for to go to study at the university or, or start a business, I mean, even they're denied and stuff like that. So um and, and it's it's just crazy sometimes that the standards that they hold for foreigners is just that much greater than what they hold for their own citizens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like I say, I love being American. I love I love this country and I, I love everything it represents and I mean you can say all you want about her what whatnot. Um it's still with all the travelling I've done every single foreigner every single person that i have traveled say they would love to come to america you know what i'm saying for with even with all the mishaps and all the pros and cons of of living here everyone would still you know give it all to get a piece of the pie so
1: yeah and i think i think that's that's probably uh, that, that idea that perspective you gain is is probably a good, a good place to end because i do think it's it's a reminder that and I, I think it's important for us to remember like you said i mean we're in such a a climate of political division and polarization. And, and I'm sure that, you know, um, you know, anytime you start talking about anything, especially like immigration, that's going to turn some people off and think it's too political and, and all that type of thing. But, but I think we have to be, uh, we have to be able to, to offer feedback or critique to something uh it doesn't mean we don't love our country love what we stand for it means we want to we want to hold up to the ideals of what we proclaim and 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 what we're what we're talking about and and so i th- i think you're uh um i think you're right you and and your siblings are a great great example of that and great um great stories to to show what just a success story of of what that looks like and so Uh, so I appreciate you coming on and just talking about some of your experiences, some of your traveling journeys and, and, and life journey. And, um, I think it's, I think it's cool that you've, you've made a conscious decision to, to devote your resources and and your time to, to some of that as, as a young man. And as you said, with, you know, going to get it in before you've got other, other responsibilities tying you down. So good on you. And, uh, I think that's cool that you've. Because, you know, I know it takes sacrificing some other things that, you know, you can't, you can't have, you know, as many physical, you know, materialistic things as, as others your age who are single probably have. And so um, so I think, I think it's cool that you've done that. I'm, I'm proud of you and, and for the things you're doing and for the way you're living. So thanks for joining us today.
2: I appreciate you for having me, man. All
1: right. Well, that's Santiago. Thanks, Santiago. We'll talk to you later.
2: See you soon.